You're listening to Bachelor to Boyfriend, the podcast that teaches you how to manage your mind so you can show up as the best version of yourself around women. And now your host, certified dating and intimacy coach for men, Erica Davian. Hey, my friend, how are you? For me, it is such an intense and exciting time. My partner and I have been living in Charleston, South Carolina the past couple of years, and it's really not our place. It's not where we see ourselves long-term. And don't get me wrong, it is beautiful here in its own right, but I am just such a nature lover, and I love forests and four seasons, and you just don't really find either of those things here. So I am feeling so excited about this move and to be around forests and four seasons again and closer to friends and people we love. And yet it is also making for a really busy time. There is so much to do. Anyway, so that's just a little bit on my end. I hope that you are feeling big summer energy and making some good use of these long days on your end too. What I was thinking about talking to you today about is being in the friend zone. If you feel like that happens to you a lot, and especially if you don't know how to get out of it, then be sure to listen all the way through to the end. I'm bringing this up because I see so many men, you may be one of them, who are feeling confused, hurt, rejected, helpless, and resentful. And What I can see from my position as a dating coach is that connecting with women doesn't have to be this hard. So typically, it looks something like this. Maybe you've been getting to know a woman, maybe as friends, or maybe you've gone on a few dates or maybe no dates. And at some point, she says that she's more interested in being friends than in pursuing something romantically. Sound familiar? So here is what I really want you to understand. I'm just going to cut to the chase here. The friend zone is something that only exists in your mind. I think you probably know that on some level. You're not going to find it on a map anywhere. It is simply an idea. It's a concept, one that we made up and not that long ago. As I was doing research for this episode, the first reference that I could even find to this idea of the friend zone was attributed to that TV show, Friends, from the 1990s. And so what was happening before the 1990s? It's not as though there weren't any guys who liked women who didn't have the same feelings for them back. Of course not. But I can see why this concept caught on. Rejection sucks. It hurts. Nobody wants to feel it. And perhaps you really want love and you've been putting in all of this effort, and it's not paying off. This idea of the friend zone is sometimes so enticing because it can give you a sense of hope that if you are in the friend zone, then maybe you can get out of it. And when you can point to something outside of you that's going on and blame that thing for why things aren't happening with her, then you don't have to take in the harsher reality that maybe she's just not that into you. But while maybe believing in this idea that there is a friend zone is maybe saving you from some short-term discomfort, it's ultimately hurting you in the long run. Because so long as you are focused on something that you can't control, it takes away your focus from the things that you can control. 
And when you drop the idea that there is such a thing as a friend zone, then you can become so much better at communication. Your friendships with women can be so much richer and easier. You're able to pause and reflect on some of the reasons why the women you're interested in may not be that interested in you. Not so that you can beat yourself up, but so that you can grow from that understanding. And ultimately, the biggest reason why I encourage you to drop this idea of there being a friend zone is because it's preventing you from seeing what is really going on. And when you can't see what's really going on, then it makes it that much harder to move forward. One thing I want to mention is that if you are under the age of 30, I feel for you, especially if you are under the age of 25. Of course, these are just general guidelines, but dating is so hard as a younger adult, especially if you are looking for love, looking for a committed relationship. I think there's just a lot of confusion. Everybody's trying to figure things out, and younger women can tend to be openly flirty and smiley and maybe not even really sure what they want and what they're looking for. And it can be easy to confuse her being friendly and flirty as being interested in you. And of course, this can happen at any age, but I think generally speaking, as many women reach their 30s and beyond, they just aren't as interested in flirting with someone unless they really do like them. Again, I'm not talking about everyone, of course, there are jerks, both men and women, in their 20s and their 30s and in their 60s, right? I'm just speaking really generally here that I do agree that it can be hard to get a read on younger women. So most of the men who I see who really feel like they are stuck in this friend zone fall into two camps. And so I'm going to use examples of two kind of composite men. We'll call them Mike and Craig which I hope will help shed some light on who I most often see stuck in the friend zone and why they're choosing to put themselves there, right? Because that's really important to recognize. Like I said, the friend zone is just a concept. And because it's just a concept, it's not a real place. No one else can put you there. Even the idea that they're putting you there is also just an idea. And really, it's that we put ourselves there. When we have feelings towards someone and the other person sees us as a friend, we're really putting ourselves in the friend zone. We're seeing ourselves in that position. So let's start off with Mike. Let's say that Mike has been dating a woman he met on Tinder for about five dates, and then one day she sends him a text and says that she just wants to be friends. Mike feels frustrated and angry, and he tells both himself and his friends that she friend-zoned him. Okay, so that's Mike's situation. Now let me switch to the other guy. We'll call him Craig. And Craig has been friends with a woman for about three years, and he is hopelessly in love with her. He goes out of his way to help her with things. He checks in on her regularly. He takes out her trash when she's traveling. He's helped her move out of her house, even though it meant for him, he had to cancel a vacation that he had planned for that same weekend. At one time, he did ask her out on a date when they were first becoming friends, and she said that she was just interested in being friends. And since then, she has dated other men, 
and he sometimes hears about the stories of her dating other men, and he's hoping that someday she will change her mind. All right, so you can see how both of these men think that they are in the friend zone, but they are choosing to see themselves in the friend zone for different reasons. In Mike's case, it is so much easier to blame the friend zone for why things didn't work out with this woman. Because so long as he thinks that this was a thing that she did to him, she put him in the friend zone, it makes it easier for him to see himself as the victim and that she somehow wronged him in some way rather than that it was just that the relationship wasn't a good fit. She just didn't feel the same way. And by thinking that this is a pattern outside of himself, that he always gets put in the friend zone, he never really has to stop and look at himself and how he is showing up with women. He doesn't stop to self-reflect and consider that perhaps she did like him at some point, but maybe got turned off by the fact that he never really seemed to open up to her, or he seemed to avoid any real vulnerability or intimacy, or maybe that he was showing up kind of hot and cold and she just got tired of it and realized she wasn't really interested anymore. Rather than feeling the rejection and the discomfort of taking an honest look at himself, Mike continues to be attached to this idea of there being a friend zone. And what I want you to notice here is that it's almost like Mike is trading the disappointment of rejection for frustration and anger instead. He's just trading one uncomfortable emotion for another set of uncomfortable emotions, but all the while feeling totally powerless and not really looking at what he can do in his interactions with women and not considering what is perhaps turning them off or what's not working. Does this sound like you or anyone you know? I've known several mics in my life. I've seen it several times in my personal life, and of course it's come up with my clients too. Okay, so now let's talk about Craig. Let's say that Craig is this nice guy, I'm using air quotes, <laughs> and he's hoping that by continuing to be nice to her, that eventually she's going to like him back. And so he's kind of waiting and hoping on the sidelines. And for him, thinking that he's in the friend zone is somewhat convenient because it gives him this sense of hope that if he got into the friend zone, he could somehow get out of the friend zone if only he could do the right things to get out of there. But all of this is a distraction from the information that he has on hand, which is that she said she wasn't interested in dating him. And for most of the Craigs that I've seen, because they're doing these things with the expectation or the hope of receiving something in return, eventually they start to feel pretty resentful. And so let's say that maybe Craig starts to feel resentful thinking, well, wait, I've done all of these nice things for you and you won't even give me a chance. But the truth is, she doesn't have to. You can't trade kindness or the doing of favors for someone's romantic interest. It just doesn't work that way. And what I think a lot of nice guys don't see is that here they are thinking that they're doing all of these nice, helpful things, but if you're doing them with the intention or the hope that someone else is going to change the way that they are thinking or the way that they're behaving, it's actually pretty manipulative. Like really think about it. If you are changing the way that you would otherwise behave 
in order to get someone else to change the way that they are behaving or thinking. Now notice the things that I said he was doing. He took out her trash while she was on vacation. He checks in on her. He helps her. Those are all things that a friend could do. I do those things for my friends. But the difference is I'm not expecting my friends to do anything in particular in return. I'm doing these things because I care about them, not because I want them to like me or I need them to do something in return. And so what Craig is really missing here is he's missing out on the actual friendship that could be there and or he's missing the opportunity to move on. It's interesting because sometimes you can see that actually they are stringing the woman in their life along by leading her to think that she really has a friend when really he's just pretending to be a friend and hoping that she will change her mind someday. Whoa, big plot twist, <laughs> right? Sometimes that, that really hits clients when they were able to look at things in a slightly different way and see, oh gosh, wow, like I really am the one stringing her along. And so let's talk about what you can do to get out of being in the friend zone beyond just acknowledging that it's an idea and not a real thing. Because you might recognize that in your head, but that still might not be enough to actually get you out of it and moving on. So let's start with Mike. And if you are someone like Mike who was actively showing at least some romantic interest by going on dates with this woman that he met through a dating app, it was clear that dating was what was happening, then notice if you are using the friend zone as a way to avoid feeling an uncomfortable emotion. And if this is you, then there are two things that I recommend you learn to do. Number one is to notice where you have control. Recognize that when you are placing blame on someone else, or something else, like the friend zone outside of you, the flip side of placing that blame is that you are giving control to that person or that thing. So I'll say this a different way. Notice how anytime you blame someone or something outside of yourself, that it tends to be coupled with a sense of a lack of control or helplessness to be able to change a situation, right? Because you can't control the things that are outside of you. So, so long as you're pointing at these things outside of you, then you're not in a very powerful position to be able to change your situation. The remedy then is to take that responsibility back to yourself, which can be really uncomfortable at first. I get it. When we get a result that we don't like in life or that we don't like the way we feel, we don't wanna take responsibility for that result or for that feeling because we're not accustomed to taking responsibility in a way that doesn't also come with a whole bunch of shame and self-hatred as part of it. And so the key is to learn how to take responsibility to say, yep, I'm the one creating this, but without piling on the shame and piling on the self-hate. And if this is something you feel like you need help with, this is part of what I help my clients with in my coaching program, along with all of these other things that I'm about to mention. Okay, so that was number one for Mike, to notice that by placing blame, he's giving up control. He's handing control to this idea of the friend zone 
to this woman who put him there, he actually loses a sense of control for himself. And the second thing that I recommend you do, if you are someone like Mike, is to learn how to be willing to feel any emotion. Remember, part of the reason why Mike was using the friend zone as an excuse is because he would rather not feel the rejection. He would rather feel angry and frustrated. And so it's like he's trading that rejection for anger and frustration instead. And maybe not even trading. Maybe it's more like covering it up with anger and frustration instead. Because if you were to remove that anger and frustration, then the rejection would still be there, right? He would still have to deal with that at some point. And while sometimes anger and frustration can be catalysts that can help you move forward, that's not what's happening in this situation. The anger and frustration is just keeping Mike stuck. Because what I see among the Mikes in the world is that this anger and frustration, it just never gets resolved. Kind of a funny side note that is somehow oddly relevant (laughs) is that last weekend I was at a water park and I skinned my knee pretty badly coming off of one of the water slides. And it's kind of like the anger and the frustration would be if I continued picking at the wound that I have on my knee. It would never heal. And rejection in this case is more like what I'm doing right now, which is simply allowing my knee to look kind of gross (laughs) and to scab over and for it to be a little bit worse here in the beginning. But by letting it be, it can actually heal and get better overall. And so when you learn to be willing to feel any emotion, then there's no longer anything to run away from or avoid. You don't have to pile on more in order to hide the rejection. You can just simply feel the rejection. Yeah, you liked this woman. Yeah, you wanted to keep dating her. And she just didn't feel the same way. You can feel the rejection knowing that it's an emotion. And yes, it can be intense. But even as intense as it is, it cannot harm you. And when you're able to do that, then there's no need for the friend zone anymore. Okay, so now let's talk about Craig. If you are someone like Craig, where you're continuing to act friendly to a woman in the hope that she will one day have a romantic interest in you, then there are four things I recommend here. I actually think Craig's situation is a little bit more complicated. So the first is you want to understand your own intentions. Do you want to be friends with this woman or not? That is what she says she wants with you. And so let's just play with something for a moment. Let's just imagine you could look into a crystal ball and you could see the future and you could see that that romance would never be on the table for you two. If that were the case, what kind of relationship would you want with this woman now? Would you still want to be friends with her? Do you think you could truly be friends with her while also having a romantic interest? That's possible for some people, much harder for some other people. Or do you think you would be able to drop the romantic interests and just be friends? Would you want her in your life at all? Really be honest with yourself here, because if you can't be honest with you, then it's going to be impossible to be honest with her. And this is really important to get clear on, understanding your own intentions and your own wishes so that you know how to act in the next step, which is to communicate with her. So maybe you brought it up with her once before, Maybe you asked her out on a date some time ago. 
But my guess is that it's probably been months or even years since then. And one of the main thoughts that I see getting in the way of just talking to her about it, just being able to say, hey, like, I still have these feelings for you. Do you feel the same way? Do you want to try dating here? One of the main thoughts that I see getting in the way for clients is a concern about losing the friendship that is there. And I just want to invite in the possibility that maybe having this conversation about how you feel and the kind of relationship that you want to have with her might actually bring you closer. Not only could that be the conversation that was necessary for you to start dating, maybe she does feel the same way now, but even if she says, no, I'm sorry, I'm not interested in dating, even if you choose to continue as friends after this conversation, then this conversation could very well bring you closer if the friendship is strong. And if you recognize that, no, you know what, you just really are only romantically interested in her and deep down you're really not interested in being friends, then this could be the conversation that finally sets you both free. I understand how hard it is to have feelings for someone and for them not to have the same feelings back. I've been there, but I've also been on the side of things where I thought that I was friends with a guy and I made it really clear that I wasn't interested in dating. And I thought we were friends, sometimes even for years, this has happened several times. And it was so disappointing when suddenly our friendship broke off because he'd only had a romantic interest in me all along. I felt hurt and like I had been lied to and like I had been strung along that whole time. The next thing I want you to do if you are someone like Craig is to do an audit of your actions. Because no matter how nice you are, no matter how far you go out of your way, you can never buy romantic interest from someone. And while I think you probably know that on some level, I still hear these subtle ways that men like Craig say things like, oh, but I was so nice to her and I did so many things for her, as though that should be a reason for her to be romantically interested. But no matter how many nice things you did, she still doesn't owe you anything. And so when you do this audit, I just want you to take note of the ways that you show up in the relationship. How often do you reach out? How often do you engage? Do you take her trash out while she's on vacation? Stuff like that. And then I want you to think about this list of things that you do, how you show up in that relationship, and to consider a friendship in your life with someone who you are not romantically interested in. Maybe a guy friend or maybe a parent of yours. And ask yourself if you would do the same things in that relationship. Maybe yes, maybe no. And once you have that understanding, come back to the relationship that you have with this woman and ask yourself, if you knew that romance was never gonna be on the table, would you want to be doing these things now? There's really no right or wrong answer to this. The thing is, you get to decide. And I recommend that you decide without having any kind of expectation in return. Sometimes I do nice things for other people just because I care about them and it's a way for me to express that care. Sometimes I do nice things even for the jerks in my life because it's kind and I like showing up as a kind person. I know that they're never going to reciprocate and I let that be okay 
because I enjoy me when I am showing up with kindness. The point is, you get to decide. And the last thing I want you to think about if you are in a situation like Craig is that once you have communicated with her, once you've brought it up to the surface, if she says that she wants to be friends, then for every time that your brain starts telling you that you are in the friend zone, I want you to replace it with the phrase, dude, she's just not that into you and that's okay. Don't allow this idea of the friend zone to continue in your mind. Because as I said before, when you think that you've been put into the friend zone, then some part of you is going to continue hanging on, thinking that someday you'll be able to get out of the friend zone. And this isn't a good thing for either of you. The truth is some part of your brain is trying to avoid the fact that she's just not that into you and that's okay. That's okay because having clarity here in this relationship is gonna leave you open and available for someone who really is a great match and who wants to be in a relationship with you as much as you want to be in a relationship with her. One final thought is that it's important to acknowledge that we live in a society that places romantic relationships as somehow more valuable or above friendships. And I could not disagree more. Relationships between coworkers and relationships between a parent and a child or between two friends or two lovers or two committed partners, all of these forms of relationships are valuable in their own ways. Yeah, we put in different amounts of time or energy and we do different things within these relationships. And yet my relationship with my partner could never replace the relationship I have with my mom or with my best friend or with one of my colleagues. They're each distinct and unique and beautiful in their own ways. And if somebody is saying that they want to be friends with you and they mean it, that is a win if you want it to be. All right, my friend, I hope this helped you to see your situation a little bit differently. And like many of the things that I share on the podcast, if any of this feels easier said than done, I get it. And just know that I am here. The Bachelor of Boyfriend program is here to help you work through some of these points so that you can start showing up more fully as yourself around women. All right, I'll catch you next time. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, you have to come check out Bachelor to Boyfriend, the program. It's 12 weeks of one-on-one coaching with yours truly to help you finally move past the internal barriers between you and the relationship you want to create. Check it out at ericadavian.com. That's Erica with a K. And if you're curious, make sure to get your name on my mailing list so I can tell you next time doors open. My newsletter is my favorite way to connect with you all, and I respond to every email I receive. I can't wait to see you there.